Before we start the show, we just wanted to say that our hearts go out to the victims of the shooting in Allen, Texas. Allen, Texas is a city about 30 minute drive north of Dallas. Eight people were killed, seven people were injured with a man with an automatic assault, assault rifle that was, you know, out to get people. And it just is ridiculous and completely insane that this is something we continue to deal with in our country, the United States, and that the things that could stop this are not being done. But today we're going to talk about basketball. We'll talk about DeAndre Ayton. We'll talk about uh, should the Mavericks go out and get him? Should they trade for him? But we just wanted to say before we start that our hearts go out to everybody, uh, family that are all around here. You may know somebody that was there at the outlet mall at that point. We just want to say our hearts go out to you. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks now. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Subscribe or follow for free wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Or the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen. Listen every day on the podcast or on YouTube and then comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section, should the Mavericks trade for DeAndre Ayton in the offseason? We'll explain why a little bit later. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. Also, you can subscribe to our subtext. If you want to support the show, help us continue to be five days a week all throughout the offseason, subscribe to our subtext. Text us. We will respond. One of us will get back to you uh, in you know a couple days or, so, or a day or so, 24 hours, whatever, <laughs> whatever it ends up being. I almost committed to that. I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> Click the link in the description below and uh, or text the number on the screen or text the number in the description. Appreciate each and every one of you helping to support the show. A bunch of you uh, doing that. We really appreciate you guys. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The hotel homie, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? That is a random name. I've never I heard nothing, you. I had nothing else. Say before, um, Luka Doncic was in the news last week for... Um, Doing something uh, that was really cool on his part for a very super sad situation. We didn't talk about it on Friday because I think the news report came out uh, Thursday or Friday last week. Uh, But there was a shooting in Belgrade, if uh, you did not see that, where eight children were killed. A security card uh, was killed in elementary. And Luka Doncic committed to pay for the funeral services and grief counseling for the classmates and staff. And uh, you can read a story about it on ESPN, but just wanted to um, kind of shout out Luca on that. And uh, it's, it's always, I don't even know the right word to say it besides like, it's, you know, when you see a, a player, a person uh, that has the spotlight and a platform like Luca uh, to use it in this way, uh, thankful that he's a Dallas Maverick. Absolutely. To see him, to support, to, you know, to send support out and go honestly go out of his way to do this you know his, his family from serbia obviously the connection with, with serbia there for a, a long time and uh and yeah it, just to reach out and to do that it's just a great act of kindness from luca and you love to have that in a you know in a person on on the basketball team that you love and so 
great, great on Luca. Another again tragedy that that happened, and our hearts go out to everybody that you know that dealt with that is dealing with that, and will continue to deal with that. Um, but today we are not going to talk about you know the shootings and things. I don't like even that. know how to transition. I mean, we, I, can we not, talk about Matt Ishbia? Like, what was <laughs> the pest dispensing when, owner? When when I I mean there's, I mean there's never a. It's so fitting that this owner is the same team as Devin Booker. It's just you can't <laughs> write it in a script. But I mean, honestly, I can't say much because I think I think Mark would do something. Uh, I could see Cuban doing. We're talking about Mark Cuban, who you know did a whole prank and went on the court, you know, with a with a ref and everything. Like Mark would do something like this, but the fact that it just happened to me, Ishbia, who was a hundred percent holding the ball on purpose for sure. And the Jokic, and then the flop, and it's like, come on, Jokic doesn't even know who this guy is. So in the second, he didn't, he didn't, because after the game, he said he's some fan. He didn't, he didn't know who he was, a hundred percent. But so we're talking about in in Suns in uh, Nuggets game four in Phoenix, uh, Matt Ishbia, the brand new owner of the Phoenix Suns, who used to be a you know a, a bench guy for the Minnesota uh, Minnesota Michigan State mm. Spartans team that won the the championship back in like two thousand, I think. Uh, so he's he's played basketball and played at a collegiate level. Is that he's like on Cleves, like Mo Peterson. He's on the, he's on this he's on like he's courtside obviously, and the ball goes into the stands. He gets it, and Jokic goes up to to go get it from him. And there's like I think campaign is like laying down on the ground, and like he's looking down at him, and then Jokic grabs for the ball, like grab like lunges over. Campaign tries to grab the ball and pulls it from Ishbia. And then Ishbia's like holding on to it and like holding on, holding on, holding on. You've seen the clip probably by now. And then Jokic kind of gives him a little forearm, just like like little just a little nudge. I don't even want to say it's a push. It was a little nudge after he, you know, was, was pushing him. And then, and then Matt Ishbia just completely takes a takes a tumble and falls and falls back. And uh, yeah, so the flop from the owner, but yeah, I agree. I think Cuban would try a, a very similar thing. And there was a lot of tweets I saw that Cuban was so jealous that Matt Ishbia was the first one. And Devin Booker said it right at the end. He's like, "Hey, he got us a point because they got a technical on Jokic, and then they went and they made the free throw, so they got a point out of it." Uh, today, though, we're gonna get into DeAndre Ayton because the other story about the Suns, besides Kevin Durant, Devin Booker being incredible in this, these playoffs, they've been shooting so well and all that. The other story is that. DeAndre Ayton has been up and down for them, and it mostly mostly down at times. And there's this story about DeAndre Ayton, and the story with Ayton and the Suns is rocky. It's, you know, he's signed an offer sheet. There's a lot of different things. I'll walk you through the whole process of it. But we're going to talk about if the Mavericks should go after him in the offseason because I think it is a, a real possibility for them. So let's start with this. In July, you remember, Ayton could have signed an extension with the uh, could have signed an extension with the Suns. Instead, he signs. he's a restricted free agent. He signs an offer sheet with the Pacers. He was ready to leave. He was ready to get up and leave the Suns. Instead, the Suns matched the offer sheet. He comes back. In September, in training camp, Aiton, Aiton revealed that he had not spoken to Monty Williams since the Game 7 loss to the Mavericks. And that was kind of revealing to us. Like, oh, man, that's, that's kind of weird that you don't talk to your coach throughout an entire offseason like that. December... Aiton and Monty Williams got into a heated exchange during a loss to the Wizards, if you remember that. And then this game three, so not the game that happened last night, but the one the game before that, Aiton got benched at the end of the game for Jock Landale. Aiton was furious on the bench, according to reports. He <laughs> left the arena before media was speaking to him, like he, before he could speak to media. And so now we're looking at it like, could DeAndre Aiton be available? 
Yeah, there's some uh, the body language doctors were out in full force. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm there. I'm with. There, them. there was also some you know, some uh, videos coming out from the Suns bench the other night of him mad, not high fiving teammates, Chris Paul, like this whole big thing. And you know, I I would even say it started before like free agency and him signing an offer sheet. I feel like we saw we heard about oh for some know, reason little, he signed the offer sheet. <laughs> yeah, riffs with with Monty and stuff. So yeah, they have this unique situation because they had to match it for the asset alone. He makes you know thirty million dollars a year on this team that we're watching the Suns team. And if the Suns don't make it past Denver, or even if they don't make it to the finals, the reason why that happens is because they have no depth. And, you know, KD and Devin Booker's going like supernova right now, but they don't have much depth after that. And whenever you're paying another guy like DeAndre Ayton, $30 million, if you don't, it's kind of the trade out. It's like either you have a big three, if you're going to pay him that much, or you have more depth. And right now they're not really getting that. And they're just riding the supernova duo. Yeah. And so then now you're looking at, okay, can the Mavericks get into it? Should they get into it? I think they, they should. There's, you know, there, you've heard talks from uh, Gambo from like from Suns media that says, hey, watch out for the Kyrie Irving sign and trade for DeAndre Ayton in the offseason. And so we'll, we'll talk about that possibility. Tim Cato, there's different links to Dallas. Tim yeah. Cato mentioned him in a latest athletic piece. I'll go ahead and throw this one out there. His agent is Bill Duffy. And so a lot of connections there. It's Luca That's Luca's agent as well. His agent. Dallas has a lot of connections with Bill Duffy. Uh, and Luca Doncic and DeAndre Ayton, they know each other. Same draft. Ayton went number one. Um, anytime Phoenix is in town, you see him chopping it up and stuff. So there there are tea leaves there. There, There is some stuff there. It isn't just fabricated out of nowhere. So we'll talk about that and if the Dallas Mavericks should go after him and why they should go after him coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You can go to Prize Picks right now, pick on the projections of players. Pick two to six players if they will score more or less than their Prize Picks projections. That's points, rebounds, assists, points plus rebounds plus assists. You can combine those if you want. Three pointers made, points and rebounds, points and assists, free throws made, turnovers. If you want to bet like the more, like the over that someone will have more turnovers in a game, like the Warriors against the uh, the Lakers. If you want to do that, the Warriors have been coughing it up a lot. You can go in. Let's just let's just pick this uh, Heat versus Knicks game coming up. Jimmy Butler, twenty-eight and a half, more or less. Uh, less. Ooh. Julius Randle, twenty-three and a half. More. Ooh. Bam Adebayo, seventeen points. More. More than that. All right, but just do those three. You can put down twenty bucks, you can win a hundred. Put down a hundred bucks, you can win five hundred on that. Mm. on the power play so check it out see it what else is available it's not just nba and again use that promo code locked on to get a 100 percent match up to 100 dollars. that's prize picks download the app or go to prizepicks.com all right isaac harris thanks everybody for hanging out with us on the locked on mavericks podcast five days a week throughout the off season subscribe to our subtext to keep us that way we appreciate each and every one of you we're talking about deandre ayton he seems like it could be available or at least had for a price in the offseason because the Suns may need to make some decisions. If they lose this, now they are tied 2-2 now, but if they lose this in this round of the Nuggets and you can just tell, all right, we, we got to change things up. We don't have the depth to, to make this work. We don't have the right wings to make this work. Then they'll have to make some kind of move. And especially, if, what if Aiton gets benched again for Jock Landau? I mean, after yeah. game three, this was a much bigger conversation than he probably just had his best game in game four. Uh, so 
because but, because that that's he got benched because he got outplayed. Like he right. got out hustled by Jock Landell, a guy that's making under two million dollars on you know on a on an expiring contract that is just outplaying him. And it, it shouts to Monty for playing a guy who makes twenty eight million dollars less than you know your starting center, <laughs> and you're playing him over him because that's that's kind of the thing with DeAndre Ayton is the the effort at times. Yeah, the effort, the you know, being part of being part of it, not like going spacing on on offense or defense at times, and staying engaged and all that. Maybe he just needs to change the scenery. There's been a lot of talk about him throughout his tenure about his maturity, about how he's committed, and wasn't that there that story about playing video games like super late at night? Or that was like that was a couple yeah, years ago. Was... But like, there's just been some weird things, and there's been questions about DeAndre Ayton's commitment to basketball, commitment to the Suns specifically. He signed with another team, so he's not really committed to the Suns uh, exactly. And so could they be looking to shed that money? And, let's start. And, and let's, the thing, well, I was going to say the thing with them shedding that is in the past, if it was Robert Sarver, it would be about, I think you would look across the league and say, how could they shed the contract to save money? Ishbia seems like he doesn't care about saving money. So I think for them, it, it's going to be more about basketball and it's about finding trading one contract to trade it off for multiple pieces, whether it's Dallas or whoever it is. I think it's, I think that's the route that they're going to try to go is how can we break this thing up? You're saying that they could trade a big man making like $30 million for flexibility reasons. Is that what you're trying to say? Is that something that we've heard in the past? Has somebody done that? Has anyone done do that? We, do we know anybody? Do we know an owner that has done that? Uh, can can I think of one? Like, Explain yourself. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So let's talk. Let's start with why they should. Let's do all the yep. reasons why. We'll do all the reasons why they shouldn't a little later. But let's mm. start with why they should. I, I think that one of the reasons why is he's exactly what they need in a center. Defense, rebounding. He's a roller. He can do some other offensive stuff. He got a little turnaround jumper. He can do the little push shot. Little, not really a hook, but like a, uh, you know, that little push shot in the in the lane. And he's got touch. He's got some touch around the rim, and he can do all those things. Like, and all those things the Mavericks haven't had in a center, like, ever, <laughs> you know, since since Tyson Chandler, really. Like, he fits all those things that you could do, and he also has some pretty good feet that he can do some of this rotating defense that the Mavericks want to run. He's not a plotting, he's not a plotting type center like, you know, some of these others. You've seen him get out and, and guard guys. Now, he has struggled against Jokic. I don't know if you can hear my dog whining in the corner. I was like... What was that? That's my dog. <laughs> Sound like a door opening. <laughs> he's not going to stop Jokic, obviously, but he's going to do a lot better than like <laughs> Dwight Powell or whoever else, JaVale McGee, whoever else they throw out there. And so I think for all those reasons, like the Mavericks should absolutely consider this, at least, you know, legitimately. Here's, here's the thing. Dallas is going to the offseason, and one of the biggest things we've talked about, you've been on this, you've been on a little, probably a little bit more than I am because I think wing, wing over big. <laughs> but our – we both agree on the fact is they need to bring in a center that is your your guaranteed starting center. Like there's no there's no debate. It's no bullpen. There's no Dwight Powell versus JaVel McGee type thing. You need to it's time to make some type of an investment. Now, we'll debate whether this investment is the right one to be made. Yeah. But some type of investment more than, you know, five million dollars into a guy that's gonna be your guaranteed starting center. So say that he would be that. He's 24 years old, like we said earlier. St dr same draft class as Luka Doncic. So age, if you're if you're a time timeline person, here you go. If it's the timeline, if you care about all that stuff, 
Here's a couple other things, too, if you're questioning, like, man, how good is he? There was only 10 players this year that averaged over 10 rebounds a game. He was one of them. There was only six players this year that averaged at least 18 points and 10 rebounds a game. He was one of them. Those six players, who did that? Julius Randle, DeAndre Ayton, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Giannis, and Sabonis. So, oh, so just like three first-team All-NBA guys, uh, probably two second-team <laughs> and Ayton. Five of the six were All-Stars. Ayton was yeah. the sixth. <laughs> um, right? I think Julius Randle was an All-Star. Um, yeah, right? Am I wrong? So anyway, like five of those six were all-stars. Aiton was the only one who wasn't. So you make that case. And let me just, okay, let me ask you this real quick. I just wrote them down because if you could just say the the blanket statement of DeAndre Aiden is a top blank center in the league. So Half. take, take, take <laughs> Embiid and Jokic off. Oh. Like they're in a whole different tier. I'm going to throw out your, throw out your names and you say, Aiton or this player's name, okay? As being Sab- better? Or who you would take. Who's better, yeah. Who you take for the mess, Sabonis or Aiton? Sabonis. Rudy Gobert or or Aiton? Am I considering contract or just? No, just talent. Jesus. Um. Ooh. I think I'd still take Gobert's talent. But a- Aiton's no, age. I would take not- Aiton's age. I'm not saying I'm not talking about contract. I'm just want to say top talent next year, top blank in the league. Okay, go bear talent. Yeah, Capella. Aiton. Me too. Vucevic. Aiton. Bam. Bam. Me too. Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Interesting. Thinking about thinking. Kavon Looney. on that one. Aiton. Hurdle. Aiton. Porzingis. Aiton. Brooke Lopez. Mm, that one's I just got like second team. So he's got like second in defensive player of the year. And he could shoot. Okay. Let's I'll, just I'll, say. Maybe go. I'll go Brooke Lopez. Let's just say you put Brooke Lopez. So that's Embiid, Jokic, Brooke Lopez, Bam, Allen. Sabonis, Gilbert. Gilbert. So safely top eight center in the league, right? How about that? How about that? So, so my point is, if you're wanting to make the upgrade, you're wanting to make an investment into a center this offseason and saying, hey, we want this guy. We need help rebounding. We need help defending the paint. We need a guy who can play with Luka Doncic. You have a guy who's 24 years old, who's in the same draft class as Luka, who's one of six players that, has averaged, that <laughs> averaged over 18 points and 10 rebounds a game, who we're saying is a top eight, let's just be safe and say top 10 center in the league. So why not go after him? So that that's my point. It's like I'm, I've am i warmed up to it a little bit because you also got to think about Dallas's angle of <sighs> shocker here. Dallas <laughs> is never the, fir- the first in line for all the like coveted free agents, right? <laughs> like, they're they're like you you hardly ever for Dallas you hardly ever get to pick the perfect fits out there. So like DeAndre Ayton might be gettable this summer for a trade package. I think Dallas could actually entertain, and if, for you to like walk away from it, I think could be a mistake. Maybe you didn't mention Anthony Davis and your player in your player ones. So th- throw him in there. So safely no. top safely top ten though. Yeah. Uh, and Towns, but Towns is now four with Go- <laughs> with Gobert. Yep. That's weird. Uh, Miles Turner, maybe throw him in there. But but yeah, I think we could safely say top ten. 
So yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that the other, the last reason I had written down was his value is was low. Like you, yeah. you're you're trading. No, him. Yeah. I, uh, Aaron, I'm forgetting his last name off the top of my head, but Aaron, um, that's Holiday? on. He's on locked on. He's on locked on Suns a lot. Mitz. Uh, um. Oh my gosh, I can see his face, but I can't remember his last name. Anyway, Aaron's on locked on Suns. He writes for, um, Jason Concepcion's show sometimes on Crooked and all that kind of stuff. He is a huge Suns fan and was like, "Damn, I can't believe we're about to trade DeAndre Ayton for like a, a box of you know, a box of scraps this offseason. <laughs> like he, he just, his value is just low. Suns fans are even saying it right now. The same way we talked about Porzingis at, at certain times in playoff runs, we're like, "Man, like we've seen this guy at his peak and at times, and then all of a sudden, like right now, he's just playing at just the, the bottom level, and that's what Ayton was. And then game four, he played pretty well against." against the Nuggets, but I think his value is low right now, especially for a yeah. number one pick with three years left on his deal and all that. But coming up, let's tell you why they should not do this. We've got, I've, I've got some reasons. I also have some trade packages. That, I have some, I have trade packages too. So we'll talk about that and we'll talk about trade packages coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the Dallas Mavericks and DeAndre Ayton. We talked about all the reasons they should do it. Let's talk about the reasons they shouldn't. And then we'll get into some trade packages a little bit later. Um, why they shouldn't do it. The cap hit. $32.5 million next year. $34 million the year after that. $35.5 million the year after that. I think that's the number one reason you look at and say, okay, if you look at the centers in the NBA, I just went to Spotrack and just, just filtered by centers. Here are the centers making more money than DeAndre Ayton next year. Jokic, yeah. yeah. Embiid, yeah. Gobert, LOL. Anthony Davis, okay. Then it's Ayton. Then Bam is like right there with him at 32. Then Towns right under him. Then it, then it drops down to Clint Capella at 22, Miles Turner at 20, Jared Allen at 20, Nurkic 17, Valanchunas 15, Mitchell Robinson 15, Steven Adams 12 million. Like these are the starting centers in the, in the NBA. You have to either be one of those top centers or like a, a 10 to $20 million center in the middle that kind of, you know, that is not an all, not even going to be close to an all-star, but a really good role player. And Aiton is like smack dab in the middle there. And it makes it harder for you to build a team around, especially if he's not going to produce the way that he has for the Suns, which is one of the reasons why he's going to be available. Yeah. that That's why I was saying in the perfect world, I think, man, it, if you could, if you're in Dallas spot, if you could land at a guy like a Jared Allen or a Clint Capella, somebody around that $20 million mark, Miles like, Turner. Miles Turner, yeah, like that eighteen to twenty-one, somebody through there, to where like that feels like an adequate amount to like invest into a center spot in in this economy. Mm-hmm. But that's what, and, and you look at it and you're like, man, thirty something million dollars to a big, like it shocks me that I'm even like like open to this because once that the Porzingis stuff like kind of just ruined me. I was I was so tired of it by the end. I'm like I'm so tired of the like second sidekick to Luca. That's thirty seven million dollars being a big. Like I just I can't take it anymore. I want a I want a guard. I want a wing. Something like that. But so that that's why it's like when you look at the under Aiden situation, you're like man, it's not ideal for Dallas. It would suck to like lock in that much money at a for a center. But it might be like the best you could possibly. No, no, no. we're doing the we're doing the nose. We're doing oh, the okay, negative. Yeah. We've already so done that's the why you, you don't, don't do it. To, yeah, <laughs> you don't. You don't have to. To you're paying fifty percent more for Aiton, just salary wise. Fifty percent more for him than Miles Turner, Jared Allen, Clint Capella. You're paying a hundred percent more than, than yeah. Mitchell Robinson. But but that's but what, you can't fully do that because you don't have those guys in your door. Like you're not making the decision. Like you could also look across the league and be like, man, look at this. Like. 
Kavon Looney. Kavon you're Looney made man, him like nine, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It's all about, like, who's available to you. But if you dude, had it right on the table and say, Miles Turner, DeAndre Ayton, Miles Turner for 18, like, then it's like, all right. But, yeah. But can you still win with a $30 million center now? I mean, I think you can win with Ayton. They went to the finals a couple years ago, and, yeah. you know, they – they made it to the second round. They went. They went game seven in the second round last year. Like I, they I did. Who did they play? Trying to remember what I happened. Think they got beaten game I, seven. No way. They were the number one team in the NBA last year. They won sixty four games. I swear they got smoked in game seven. In game seven. I'm pretty sure they were I'm embarrassed. Just, if y'all remember that game, could you could you yeah. tell me who they played? Comment could you write in the comments. Comment below. Remind us who who beat the the Suns in game. I can't remember. They're the best team in the NBA last year. I could just like picture him like frowning on the bench right now. <laughs> but he also shrinks in big games. Speaking speaking of game seven and speaking of others, like we've seen him time and time again. Game three, uh, Nuggets, Suns recently. He was awful and got benched. And we've seen him shrink in big moments, shrink in big games. And then he, he he'll he'll back it up a little bit later, but inconsistent. So shrinks in big games, inconsistent. And the motor, like yeah, you got to throw the motor why. motor stuff out there of like for a guy his size and I mean he he almost has like a perfect body for for a center like Ooh, tell like me him. more <laughs> and for him not to just <laughs> go up for dunk sometimes or not feel like he's like really hustling down is it a coaching thing is he like is that maybe a change to, I don't know but still like I, that's not yeah encouraging speaking of a coaching thing he also has issues with Monty Williams which. If you have issues with Monty Williams, like, I, I don't know. Because Monty Williams is, like, the nicest, like, best uh, guy I've ever talked to or, like, ever uh, been that. around in basketball. Just, like, a great guy. He's for all his players. Like, all, I, I don't know what's going on between him, and maybe it's just basketball ba- basketball reasons. Like, maybe it's just David Stern basketball reasons that he has issues with Monty Williams. But they've had issues, obviously. I mean, there's yeah. been heated exchanges several times. Then my other thing is, what would it cost? If it's a Kyrie sign-and-trade, can't do it. Like, I can't, you can't do that sends you literally back to Luca and Borzinkis again, right? Like it just takes you full circle back to what you had before and what you were complaining about in the last, uh, earlier in the show about how it's Luca and a $30 million big that isn't worth the money that you're paying him. And then okay. figuring out who else is. So if it's, if it's a Kyrie sign and trade, I can't do it, but if it's, well, other if it's stuff, Kyrie or nothing, would you rather take nothing? Well, so, so yeah, I mean, no, I, I wouldn't rather take nothing, obviously. Cause that's the thing of, like, what if Kyrie went to the front office and said, I want to go to Phoenix? Would you be interested in this? If you're not, then... How much can Phoenix pay you? <laughs> can Phoenix pay... Like, you got to leverage some stuff. Yeah, well, I, I, no, I know. I, exactly. Is that's Phoenix going to allow you to do the things that we're allowing you to do here? No. <laughs> yeah, and that's where Phoenix could look around and, you know, would Kyrie's leverage be... Hey, they're gonna find another team to take DeAndre Ayton, so they'll you know open up more space. I don't know that. Yeah, I don't. I do think. Let me say this. I know the the easy route to this is like, hey, Kyrie, DeAndre Ayton, all of that stuff. I do think his value is low enough to where they could get him. I think they could get him without like having to do the Kyrie route. I agree. I've got some packages. Oh, well, go ahead and give your packages. You got a package. I've got six packages. I know you're only supposed Whoa. to have one. <laughs> I've got I've got six. It's all very various iterations. I think Tim Hardaway has to be in the deal. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's Tim Hardaway plus either Maxi or or Reggie Bullock cuz that's the, okay. the 10 million salary you're getting in there. 
and then JaVale and a pick. So JaVale in the 10th pick. Okay. Or take JaVale in the 10th pick out and make it Josh Green. Or you can do JaVale in a future first. See, I thought his value is even a little lower. Could be, yeah. I started off with Tim Hardaway, Bertons, and 10. I like that one better than mine. <laughs> Although, and, then the Mavericks have like five centers. So. And then and then it was Tim, Maxie, and JaVale for Aiden. Because, like, w- once again, yeah, the whole negative thing, what we've talked about it, is teams across the league, like, is is another really good team going to sell themselves on paying DeAndre Aiton $30-something million every year? It, you're going to have to find traded for, for Gobert. Like at this point, That's yes, the answer true. is Good. yes. There will always be an, an, there will always be some team that talks themselves into it. AKA the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so that's, that's a really good that's point. True. But that like Dallas is kind of in the same situation as Minnesota. Like they would be the team. They would be the type of team that would say, Hey, we'll trade for Deion Raiden at that point. And so, something I don't think we haven't talked about this whole entire pod either. And this is going back to the pro point is, he could still get better. Like he's not in the prime of his career. Like he's 24. So, I mean, we could be looking at a, a much improved Deion Rayton in a different situation when he's 26 compared to, you know, in Phoenix at 24 playing with KD, Devin Booker and Chris Paul. We've only seen him play with those guys. I mean, yeah. we've only seen him play in Phoenix. So what if he needs to change the scenery? It does happen to guys. Dude would be spoon fed by, by Luca. Yeah, I mean, to that point, he's been spoon-fed by Chris Paul for a couple years here. So, but you also have the Pez dispenser on the wing wanting to shoot thirty times a game, which is which is he's. I gotta brag on him just for a second. He's he's, killing. He, I mean, he's, he's, he's taking it up a whole different notch, and his whole defense, his his best defense I've ever seen Booker play. Sure. So I joke about him. I will always joke about him. But we this will is always the best. have Game Seven. <laughs> yes, but this is the best basketball I've ever seen him play. But I think could, could you could you get DeAndre Ayton without giving up the tenth pick? I would hope so. I I went to this making these packages thinking, okay, Ishiba's not going to give him up for for nothing because he he wants to win now. Like he wants to get some value back from him. He's going to still think that he's the number one pick and all that kind of stuff. And and he's also not. Um, oh, who's their other? Who's their other owner? Sarver? He wasn't. He's not Sarver. It was not yeah. Sarver. So he's not just going to try to just save money, like just purely save yeah. money. And that's what some of the deals you were talking about, I think, are, are lean a little bit more that way. But been wrong in the past, and I've seen we've seen guys get traded for a lot less. But I think for them, if if they're trading DeAndre Aiden, they got to get at least two guys that's going to be locked into the rotation. So for them, I think that's what you'd be looking across the league for them. And they were, yeah. you know, how would they view? Tim Hardaway and Maxi Kleba as the, that type of thing. Would you have to put Tim in that deal? Tim, um, Tim Maxi, and JaVale. Like, hey, there you go. You get JaVale back. <laughs> do the bullpen center approach with Bismack, JaVale, and, and Jock and Lando. Jock. <laughs> and then Maxi, you can, you can, that's a four. And then have Tim Hardaway as another shooter because you desperately need one. I mean, Landry Shamit. The, the Kyrie trade, by the way, is it's Kyrie for Aiton and Shamit. I think that, that that makes it work money wise, and you can't add anything else to Kyrie if you're going to sign and trade. It has to be just him. I will say this, and then they don't have anything else except for seconds. They don't have picks to trade. I mean, they don't have any young yeah. players with like lower contracts besides Ish Wainwright. I will say this: I think I'm a little bit more. If Kyrie went to the front office and said I want to go to Phoenix, I would be a little bit. I don't think that's the worst consolidation package back. 
Uh, the worst one is Jalen Brunson leaving for nothing. That's the worst one. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, obviously it's not the, not the worst one. We just saw the worst one last year that you could do. So, um, there you go. Let us know in the comment section what do the Mavericks do. I think they should. I think they should do it if it's one of the packages we talked about, especially if it's Isaac's package we talked about earlier that gets rid of some of that money. Doesn't cost him a pick. Uh, yeah, doesn't cost especially him if it's Green. my package. <laughs> especially if it's that one, and it goes for a cost that's that low. I think they should do it because where else are you getting that center? Is Jared Allen going to be available? That's like our pipe dream. My pipe dream is Miles Turner. Is he going to be available? I don't know. Those guys. Those teams have no reason to trade those guys yet. Suns do have reason to trade Aiton. So we'll uh, we'll talk more about the Dallas Mavericks going through on Wednesday. We're going to talk about what if they get the fourth pick. We'll have all kinds of lottery talk. The lottery is next week. So we'll have all kinds of talk about Ooh. that uh, this week, but guys, thanks so much for listening to lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.